Hello and welcome back to Survival Check, your unofficial spooky guide to the Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I forgot I wrote spooky there. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, let's try this again. <clears throat> Hello and welcome back to Survival Check, your unofficial spooky guide. <laughs> your unofficial ASMR D and D podcast. Your unofficial ASMR. <laughs> this is just gonna be an outtake episode. I feel it already. Oh, All right, let's go. <laughs> Hello and Sorry. welcome back to Survival. <laughs> God damn it. Hello and welcome back to Survival Check, your unofficial spooky guide to the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition monster manual. Like always, my name is Zach and along with me tonight as we explore the haunted house on the hill is Tevis and Shane and possibly Anderson down the line. He's he's in the spirit realm right now and we don't know if he's going to stop by. We'll but anyway, yes, we have to summon him. Everyone hold hands virtual hold hands let's do a seance um anyway let's start this off right because we are doing the banshee tonight so i guess we're including anderson in this all four of us go to a haunted house who's living who's not who sir who's the first one dead Tevis. the first one yeah me <laughs> there's no question there's about no that <laughs> yeah that is yeah Tevis. i um i feel like Who's the final girl in our group? I think Anderson's the final girl. Probably. Yeah, he's got a I'm lot of fight in him. He does have a lot of fight. I would give up pretty easy, I think. Or Shane I would, would like... try to talk himself out of it and then fail miserably, just like all of his D&D <laughs> characters <laughs> in any kind of situation. I'd be way too interested in the ghost and I would try to see it and then I would just be dead. Because I'll be like, ooh, it's haunted. Ooh. Ooh, come here, spooky. Okay. So, yes, tonight, the second week of October, the spookiest season of the year, we are starting the bees. And let me tell you, we talked about this a little bit last week. The bees, the bees. are hits. The, be- the bees. The bees are hits through and through. Every single monster in the bee is fucking amazing. We have. The Banshee, the Basilisk, the Bahir, the Beholders, the I have to flip my pages, the Blights, the Bugbears, the Bullywog, the Boulet, and that's it. But really, all those monsters will rule. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good ones. I think I've used at least, I think all of them. I same, I think. Actually, I don't know if I've ever used the Banshee, but I'm, I'm running. excited that we're finally getting to something that I have used. This is the yeah. first one so far that i've actually implemented in that game yeah and it is a good one so like i said we are starting the bees out with banshee which i love this monster i love the lore behind it i love everything about it i don't know if i love the fifth edition version of it though but we will get into that um anyway yes um banshee so let's like always start with our prior knowledge and who's read i mean who's played it i know um or ran it i know both of you guys have ran it because both of the times i have been incapacitated yeah yeah i think i think my experience with the banshee is like tevis's experience with the azer where like i used it but i wasn't really aware completely of its like full potential and lore but i knew because of like real life connections and stuff kind of the idea behind them so I, I threw them in my game because I thought they were cool for the area. And it turned out that when I looked into their character sheet and stuff, they made sense where I put them. Yeah, so that's yeah. 
Same. Um, I think I, like, copied an encounter from, like, uh, The Witcher, where, like, you encounter a well, and then a banshee comes out of it. I didn't know anything really about the banshee. I just put it in because it looked cool. I mean, obviously, it's cool. And then I realized that it may have been a little too powerful for uh, for the party. The thing is, this is the weakest version of the Banshee in any Dungeons and Dragons edition. Mm. This is the weakest by far. Really? As I always say, it's not what you by have; far. it's how you use it. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, I mean, like I said, they're well. Even though I play paladins and other high con creatures, like high con characters, I always get fucked over by their whale. I always get killed, knocked unconscious by their whale. I just don't know why. It's something about it. Uh, It's a wisdom saving throw, right? It's a con saving throw. It's a con saving throw. But yeah, they are the bane of my existence as a player character. They always get me. No matter what, they always get me. Um, yeah, so I've never ran them. Um, I need to run them. They're super cool, but I've ran a, played against them multiple times. Enough times to know that like I've gone down three times by them. Like <laughs> mid to late adventures, too. Like This wasn't even like I was level three. It was like I was level six or like level eight. So yeah, I think you were level eight in my campaign. You guys are just like yeah. trudging through a swamp. Exactly. I'm, I'm so they were. I, I, I love them. So um yeah let's let's take that prior knowledge we have and let's move on to the history of the history um of them in dodges and dragons um a banshee has my tongue tonight as you can see i'm twisting it a little bit but so let's get in the time machine i'm not going to ask what edition this appeared because i've again spoiled it for you guys by posting something in our group chat being like hey look look how cool this was in first edition so <laughs> I have another question for you guys. So let's all get in our mystery machine, you know, time machine, pull the levers, uranium. Um, great, Scott. We're going back in time to 1977 um, in A&D, and d That's Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, first edition. So my question for you tonight is not when they were first seen, but the Banshee was not called the Banshee in first edition. What do you think it was called? I will say... It has something to do with what it can do, kind of. Him. Close, close, kind of close. Uh, It's two words. It is, um, yeah. It is, I'll I'll give this because this is going to be, it is blank, blank spirit. Wailing spirit. Screaming spirit. It starts with a G. It actually might not get it. It's a weird word they put in front of it. Uh, Grotesque. Grotesque. Anderson is calling out to us from the grave. Hello. Hello. I say <laughs> we summoned him. Uh, no. So, first edition. 1977. We don't have the Banshee. We have the Groaning Spirit. Groaning. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird word to put in front of it. Like, when I think <laughs> it's like wailing or screeching or screaming, but no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Not, a not, groaning Spirit. We put out a lot of my guesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's cool. I, I like it. So I'm going to actually read the this the flavor text for first edition Groaning Spirit or Banshee because I think it's really interesting to look at that and then look at it going to second edition, third edition, all the way to fifth edition. So this is from first edition, the first monster manual. It reads, 
The groaning spirit or banshee is the spirit of an evil female elf. Uh, the evil female elf is notable because that stays somewhat consistent again, except for one edition. Um, a very rare thing indeed. The spirit returns to harm the living. It is found only in desolate countrysides, moors, etc. The groaning spirit can attack by its chilling touch, causing one to eight hit points of damage attack when it strikes. It's more, which I mean, that's just basic for first edition. Um, it's more fearsome mode of attack, however, is its wail or keening, which will cause the hearers within three inches to save versus magic or die on the spot. The sight of a groaning spirit causes fear unless an appropriate saving throw is made. It can wail but once per day and only during darkness. Groaning spirits cannot be affected by charm sleep or hold spells. They are impervious to attacks by cold and electricity. And then my favorite part of this, the last sentence of this, their like stat black says exorcism, exorcism kills them. Well, cool. Yeah. It doesn't say what kind of exorcism, but I like that. I, I like. I think we've talked about this a couple episodes. I really like that those little throwaway lines that the older editions had, like how many you might find, um, what might kill them, like how the Azer uh, said, like it couldn't survive in two hundred degree or less. So, like, I like those throwaways. It kind of gives your party like a different way of killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the most part- important thing to read out of that is from the beginning, it was a save or die on the spot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Creature. And really, as we'll see as we go through second edition, third edition, and um they don't really throw up and show up in fourth edition. Um fifth edition is really the only one where it just brings you down to zero. The other ones just straight up kill you. Like, like that's what I was saying in the beginning. Ban- the Banshee of Fifth Edition is a watered down version. Um it's still really cool. It just it is brutal, not as brutal as its ancestors. Um, so that's first edition. We get the groaning spirit. Uh, we had we get the beginning of the save or die. Um, you get the whale that it can do once a day. It can't like it's a ghost. It's um in, the spirit of an evil female elf, which is very consistent throughout the Banshee's history. Is that it is most of the time an evil female elf. Except um, one except, edition. Yep, except one edition. Um, the rest of them, like even fifth edition, it says um most likely, or even says it's a female elf and. Yeah, so with first edition, we go to second edition, um, and this one, it gets a little bit more um, deadly. I actually would like reading this part. I think this is the coolest flavor text for their whale. Um, so like first edition, second edition is also a save or die, but it reads, uh, any creature within 30 feet of a groaning spirit when she keens must roll a saving throw versus death magic. But death magic just sounds metal. Those who fall fail die immediately. Their faces contorted in horror, um, which is cool. That's a cool like flavor text. Normally, you don't <clears throat> get anything that reads like what happens when you die to a monster. So it's kind of cool. That, like you die to a, <clears throat> a banshee, you kind of get like that ring effect. You know, like when they open the closet, they go like. I got this is a audio thing, but I just made a contorted face. Um, yeah. so, so it's kind of like that. It also. In second edition, we get the beginning that it can sense the presence of any living creatures up to five miles away. That is something oh. that stays throughout. Yeah, that that is something that really I don't think most people know about the Banshee, but it's really cool. They they have like this like radar radar. Um, let's see, is there anything else in second edition that I saw? Looking at my notes right now. Um. 
No. Okay. So that was second edition. So second edition just kind of gave more flavor text to uh, the Banshee. It also gave it like the ability to see or like know the relative location of any living creatures within five miles of it. Um, it says that it can holy water does damage to it, and a dispel evil spell will ki- dispel evil magic spell or evil dispel evil spell will kill a groaning spirit. So that's kind of cool. Um, but third edition is my favorite edition of for the banshee. So I might have told I told you guys this already, but third edition banshee is CR seventeen. <laughs> and that's a right, huge bitch. so yeah, I love this version of the banshee. It is fucking wicked. So. Um, third, third edition is also the edition that removes the female and race specific. So third edition is the edition where you don't have to be an evil female um, elf. You still got to be evil. You just need to be a strong-willed and selfish individual when you die brut- brutally. That's how a banshee is created. Um, but so with the CR-17 banshee, uh, it turns the area where it died and the area surrounding it into a wasteland. It kills all plants, turns it into like a haunted moor. Um, which is cool, so it gives it an area effect. But the thing that makes it so brutal, it is it has three things that I wrote down. So first of all, it has a charisma drain, where it's a save or permanently lose one d four charisma, but also heals. The banshee also heals it. The second one, the horrific appearance, is this is this one is the most insane of the banshee like banshee abilities and this and for uh third edition so this is this happens when you look at the banshee and you're 60 feet away you have to make this spell save dc if you fail it you lose 1d4 strength 1d4 dexterity and 1d4 constitution permanently (laughs) you said cr 17 yep you mean 1700 right like that's brutal like you see the thing and your like ability scores are just dropped wow Um, then the last but not least is in every other edition banshees can only wail once a day this banshee can wail up to three times a day every 1d4 rounds and it can slay up to 18 living creatures per whale Oh, I like this one. Yeah, yeah, this, I mean, yeah this one's pretty cool. But like at the same time, like it's a that, dick monster. That it's not that it's a dick monster. It's that that's not a fun fight. That no, is not no, a monster no. I would You're ever losing. put up against my party. It, it's that, it's how you end a game and friendships, yeah. right? It like, have to be a one shot. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. End or the game last fight, or the last fight, like of. The entire campaign. I would even argue with you on that one. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, you don't want to like edit on it down. Because they're permanent. If you could recover them after, which you could easily do, you know, you could say, "Well, I say they're recoverable." Kind of, you know, nothing's written in stone. But because that's permanent, imagine you walk in and you fail that save and you lose four in dex, strength, and con. It's CR seventeen, so you got to be level ten or eleven, twelve. Yeah. Like the lowest, right? 
you lose all that, putting your strength to like a six, your dex from a 14 to a 10, and your con from a 13 to a nine. Like, why even play that character anymore? Well, that's why I'm saying, like, last boss, last fight. Like, if it's the last boss, you would have known what you're getting into at that point. You're not getting thrown into it randomly. And I, I always like the last fights. Like, your characters shouldn't come out as shiny, beautiful heroes at the end of a, like, quest. They need mm-hmm. to come up beaten up and with some scars because no one wants to just play the Mary Sue character that is like a hundred percent perfect. So I yeah. think this is like really a monster that can give you scars. That's fair. I agree with that. Pretty deep scars. scars. Um, so yeah, that is the third edition. They don't appear in fourth edition. Don't know why. <laughs> because they're so cool. They should appear I, in fourth I edition. I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, whoever made the third edition Banshee, like, <laughs> respect, was that was brutal. There was that a was poll brutal. after third edition. It was like, what's the creature that our community... Yeah, like, time? the guy who, who wrote the manual didn't yeah. run it by anybody and put it in there, and, like, Gary Gygax was like, bro! What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it is honestly the most brutal I've... Most brutal monster I've ever read. <laughs> like, it, just reading it. Was Banshee like, in third edition? What is it called? The Banshee in third edition? It is called the Banshee in third okay. edition. It's really the first and second edition that are really called the Groaning Spirit. Um, okay. The third edition is when it really just kind of remains the Banshee. Yeah. Um, so from there, we skip fourth edition and we go into fifth edition, our current edition, and we have the Banshee, the most palatable version of the Banshee. The, the only time in D and D lore where the Banshee does not save or die you. Um, but let's talk about the lore in fifth edition. So. Um, we have the flavor text that reads on uh, page 23. This is for the Banshee. When night falls, unlucky travelers hear the faint cries of the forlorn dead. This woeful spirit is a Banshee, a spiteful creature formed from the spirit of a female elf. So, again, we went from third edition where you could really be any... It couldn't, wasn't race-specific, wasn't um, gender-specific. Back to fifth edition where it is a female elf. Um, I think that has origins in the actual real life myth of the banshee which i will cover in a second way to um, regress dnd i mean kidding. honestly i think a male gnome of banshee would be super cool i kind of like that they removed that in third edition <laughs> he's so silly it would be i really like the idea so like again it's like alignment thing. just make the thing what you want it to be yeah it's like 3.5 it was like i want to make danny phantom Exactly. <laughs> the Pathfinder lets you do that. Um, so, and then the next part, next sentence in the, like the um, flavor text is, Banshees appear as luminous, wispy forms that vaguely recall their mortal features. I think that's a really cool way to describe these creatures, is because they are these spirits of usually slain, very beautiful, very charismatic, very full of themselves elves, is like they're these spirits trying to pull together their beauty. So they're like this kind of like ever flowing, luminous, translucent being, um, of like mismatched beauty, like beauty and, um, horrid. Um, and then it says a Banshee's face, face is wreathed in a wild tangle of hair. Uh, it's body clad in wispy rags that flutter and stream around it. So that is like the beginning flavor text. And then we get into the more, like, specific headers here. We have Divine Wrath, which um, says Banshees are the undead remnants of elves who bless who 
blessed with great beauty, fail to use their gift to bring joy to the world. So banshees are usually are I'll say like ninety nine percent of the time, not great people. They are people who are very vain, very um, full of themselves. They like have beauty. Um, it's like they're narcissists almost. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. the point is um, so yeah. Um, and I think this line sums it up. Instead, they use their beauty to corrupt and control others. So yeah. Um, so it's kind of a curse on these beautiful people who use their powers of beauty and charisma to do bad. It's kind of their like curse as a banshee to take this living form, this undead form of horridness and horribleness. Um, yeah. Uh, so we got that, and then we have sorrow bound. Um, a banshee becomes forever bound to the place of its demise. Unable to venture more than five miles from there. It is forced to relive every moment of its life with perfect recall, yet always refuses to accept responsibility for its doom. Mm. Again, really interesting lore here. So, yeah, they're narcissists. They have to relive everything, but they, like, it literally says they always refuse to accept responsibility for their doom. They're these hate filled creatures who blame others for their death. And this curse. So they are a vengeful spirit, yes. Um and do they groan. And do they groan and keen and wail. So and then the last thing is beauty hoarders. Pretty much this is saying they hoard everything beautiful, fine jewelry, painting, statues, blah 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 blah. Um, but there is one thing that they will not hoard or even have probably in a five mile radius where they are and that is reflective surfaces including mirrors they do not want to see themselves in this ugly form they hate seeing this so they will actually avoid um seeing the horror of their own existence it even says a single glimpse of itself is enough to send a banshee into a rage so these creatures are just angry hateful beings of pure spooky ookiness also they're undead they don't sleep eat or drink or require air um so before we get into the stat block i think it is a good thing to talk about the real world origins because the real world origins of a banshee differ um in ways from the D version really? so the word banshee first appears in the english language of the 18th century but it goes further back in that more in uh, gaelic lore um the banshee myth comes from ireland and is a real originally a gaelic word it's like banshee um so there's that but so in dnd we have these scornful hateful spirits who can't see themselves and are killers like they destroy and murder and kill anything that go in that it's kind of the opposite so in the actual banshee myth and from ireland they are these like witch-like creatures they're temporal they wail and stuff but their wail acts more as a sign that someone will die it is said to be in gaelic lore that every um person every family of irish descent has a banshee that kind of is connected to their family and when you hear their wail at night that either means you will be perishing or a death in the family is soon to come so i i see how they took that over into D. Um, they're also considered fairies in Gaelic mythology because a lot of Gaelic 
mythology and Irish lore revolves around fairies, like leprechauns and stuff. So they act more as messengers. That's what I'm trying to get at is here is like D&D, they're like bringers of death. Uh, real world mythology, they are messengers of death. Um, it also says in Gaelic lore that it is the most terrifying sound in the world, um, which is the Banshee's Wail. Uh, I was going to ask, do you think it was someone just in their house and they heard someone else getting shagged across the street? They're like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> but if it's the most horrific sound they've ever heard, I guess not. No. Um, with- someone seeing someone shagging their wife. <laughs> which is funny i watched um, a video of um someone from ireland who is like um a historian on mythology and stuff and he did make the joke that like a lot of the signs where people heard the banshee they were coming home from the pub at night so (laughs) 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 but still i really like it i really like the myth it comes from i i do like i like the twist that dnd did on it um because i like it ingrained in real life Oh, absolutely. I That's get awesome. Like, we haven't really had that yet. Like, the divas and angels were, but, like, they're different, kind of a different being than, like, the angels. And yeah, this feels have. more like, uh, I don't know, like, kind of more grounded, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Literally. absolutely. I, I, I would agree. Um, yeah. So, let's move on to the stat block. So, first thing first. Page 23. This is, what, our, like, seventh... Seventh monster. Finally. Finally, someone speaks common. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> like, angels Let's had all. I'm not counting that. Well, this is the first time in the stat block we see that language is common. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like fireworks are going to be going off, but then I, like, I looked at the... two fucking hands in the air right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> but then I looked at, like, further down the line, and it's a bit until we have someone who speaks common again. So... <laughs> Uh, we're gonna celebrate as it is the banshee speaks common and elvish uh that going back to the elvish female lore so if you do you make that banshee some other race uh just change elvish out for like orcish or gnomish or um dwarvish or anything like that uh but yeah let's talk about it what do you guys first see what's your first impressions me me me. i am just so pleased with the fact that uh it was called something different in a previous edition but now it's called horrifying visage and it's kind of yeah. a dumbed down version of what it earlier what it was earlier. It just frightens you. I can't remember what the early edition did, but it was ridiculous. I'm oh, it sure. just like stole all your abilities. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It stole ability scores from you, which is insane. This just uh frightens you. Um which is still just cool. I like what this creature is. It like I said, it's like a vengeful spirit. It's like a ghost. Yeah. A, a spooky ghost. And when you see it, you get scared. <laughs> Because yeah, it's a horrifying sight. It is like not a good look. It is terrifying, and it is probably right. fucking angry. And I like, picture it, like every time it moves, it like its its face and other pieces of it like snap around very crazily, and just probably just a very intimidating thing to see. Kind of like the Silent Hill nurses. Coming yes. Like, yeah. Exactly I, like I, that. The twitching. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the horrifying visage is cool. Um, it's a DC 13 Wisdom saving throw, or be frightened for one minute. Um, so that's always, it's always a good, I like, I like, uh, spells that kind of do throw frightened into it. Um, just because it kind of changes the composure of the fight, because like, if your party is normally having like one person run in front, but they're frightened, you kind of have to change up your tactics pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it is like a cool way to like make your fights a little bit more 
like a little different, more a little more different than they usually are. Mm-hmm. It gives like some variety. Um, there's a few monsters that have horrifying visage, which I, I like. Um, yeah, I personally wish the fear condition was a little bit more impactful, but that's just me. I mean, I, I agree too. I think, I mean, just run away until you can't see them or like you get a save. I think like maybe like the Banshee should have a little bit stronger of a horrifying visage just because yeah. of its past. Yeah, I think the problem personally is that um, it's very easy to get over fear and everything can give you immunity to fear. That is that is true. It's kind of like poison in that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, what stands out to me though, other than that... Um, is if it is not resistant to a damage type, it is immune to it. Yeah. I think there's only yeah. two that, damage that's types stuck out to me too. that this thing is not resistant or immune to, and that's Force and Psychic. Otherwise, yeah. Radiant? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, All right, I missed that. There's a lot. I'm that's sorry, there's a lot on that list. It's easy to miss. Radiant, yeah, Psychic, well, Force. There's a three damage that doesn't have some kind of resistance or immunity to. It is immune to cold, necrotic, and poison, and every other damage type other than those six, it has resistance to. Yep. And I will even say, going to the Radiant thing, it's not even vulnerable to Radiant. There's a lot of undead that are, like, vulnerable to Radiant and stuff. Yeah. Not this. So, um, yeah, I mean, like... Also, the condition immunities. Yeah, it's pretty much immune to, like, every condition. (laughs) Like, you can't knock it prone. You can't restrain it. Yeah, you gotta... It's um gotta kill it. Yeah. And it's hard, like, especially like this because this is like the lowest CR rating it's ever been. Uh you could te- you could throw these at lower parties if you wanted to. Um it's gonna be a hard fight, but like yeah. it depends really how who you are as a DM. Like if you give a lot of magic items, there's a good chance that your a lot of your party doesn't have all magical items at this point. So you're only doing half damage. There's a good like, chance that your party has all magical items and are level eighteen and can still get dropped by this thing. Yes, that is, a, yeah, I think we talked about the whale last, but absolutely, this thing is still, I think the whale is very unique in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this thing has an armor class of 12, but like we just talked about, it has so many resistances and immunities, I don't even see that as like a super downfall to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you might be hitting it, but you're just not doing all the damage to it. Yeah. Um, and it's 58 hit points, which is um, a decent amount of hit points. Yeah. Uh, like, actually, it has, like, if I'm looking at the Azer next to it, and it has... Um, about 20 more. I mean, it has two CR high ratings higher, but if you think about, like, the bronze dwarf creatures, yeah. like, it's, it's beefier than them, which is interesting. Not to um, mention it has resistance to almost everything, so it almost doubles its HP. And, yeah. if you're, and if you're using the CR rating to line it up with your party, there's probably a lot of people who don't have magical physical weapons to get past that resistance. Yeah, very true. Um... It has 40 feet hover speed, so it's actually kind of... Fa- that's actually pretty fast. Especially yeah. because it can go through objects. And how it looks so, like, decrepit and frail, you kind of wouldn't be expecting that kind of speed. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, what I also really enjoy about this stat block, which is probably undersold a lot, is their corrupting touch. It's a yeah. melee spell attack, plus four to hit, five reach, the target takes 3d6 plus two necrotic damage. Yeah, I think the fact that it is three d six, it is pretty damage. impactful, right? It's that's not two d eight, three d six, and and I'm I'm a firm believer the more weapon dice the better because it lowers or it increases your minimum without decreasing your maximum. I agree, I agree. So the cool. lowest you can get on that roll is a five because you have three dice and it's plus two. So if you roll a one on everything, five. If it was just 
2d8, the lowest would be four, right? Yeah. So just those small things. And at this low of a level, each point makes a difference. Completely agree. Um, there's its ability scores are also pretty well rounded. Well, well rounded. It has one in strength, but like all the, it has all the condition immunities. Like that's not gonna do anything to it. Like you can't restrain it or grapple it. Like the really things like where the strength comes in play, you can't really do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So like having a one in strength isn't bad. It has um, a pretty decent dexterity. It has a pretty high charisma due to its lore. Um, the rest of the stats are pretty even. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty well-rounded set block. Um, I would argue that you could knock the Banshee prone, but all that would do is phase half of the Banshee into the ground, thus giving you disadvantage on hitting it as a melee fighter because it is physically less mass. That's fair. It could just literally just go through the... Yeah, just, you just push your head into the ground, the feet just sink through, and it just doesn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. Um, we also have Detect Life, which is... The Banshee can magically sense the presence of creatures up to five miles away that aren't undead or constructs. She knows the direction they're in, but that not their exact locations. I think that is a cool thing to um, mix with, I believe it is Sorrowbound. They can't leave five miles. Like, this is their haunting ground, like, where they die. They can't leave in the five-mile radius. So I'm guessing, like, this is just like, oh, poltergeistic um activity like this area is this their five mile radius is their haunting zone so obviously they know what's in this area um because they can't leave it so mm -hmm. you, that's where they are um which is kind of if going back to uh third edition i liked that like the banshees area had dead plants and stuff and like it corrupted the land you don't really see that in a fifth edition banshee but i think that was like a unique way of showing that there's a banshee here um and then the last thing we have to talk about is the whale the the most notable thing of the banshee the what it is known for the um, meat and potatoes yes so oh, let me read this so this is once a day this and this is whale. the banshee releases a mournful whale provided that she isn't in sunlight the whale has no effect on constructs and undead all creatures within 30 feet of her that can hear her must make a dc 13 con saving throw on a failure a creature drops to zero hit points on a success, a creature takes three d six psychic damage. So not as not as brutal as the <laughs> earlier editions, but still, you could technically have a high level party, like level eighteen and stuff, and some of them fail their con saving throws and they still get dropped to zero. There's not any other monsters that can do that. Yeah, like what what rogue or what like wizard specs into Constitution? And well, that's and yeah. right, and has proficiency in that saving throw. None of them, right? Hell. Like it, it doesn't yeah. exist. I was saying at the beginning of the episode, I play a lot of high con characters, and I still get dropped by this damn creature. <laughs> <laughs> it's the luck of the dice at point. Some points, like I played paladins, yeah. I played like fighters and stuff, still get dropped by these banshees. <laughs> um, but I mean, obviously, I think you pop out, you horrifying visage or your whale and um you drop like that alone the whale can really change the party like if one or two of your party members fall to zero it's like okay we need to recover them well let's say like everyone but one person fails that then it is <laughs> then you're in some trouble see you later yeah like oh my like, god you can easily tpk like, yeah like the last person up is a barbarian like <laughs> 
would the barbarian risk their life to revive everybody? Do they have right. a means to revive anybody? Are they smart enough in their rage to know to go through their belongings to yeah. find things to revive them before their death saves are over? Yeah. Do they fight or run? Also, <laughs> I feel like the banshees too, like if it wails and knocks everyone down, like some encounters you can be like, oh, the bugbears all knocked you unconscious. They're going to take you prisoner. The Panthers is going to like rip your throat no. out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. They're going to just be angry that you're living and they're not, and they're just going to rip your throat out. So it's, it is it is a pretty interesting slash deadly slash cool um, ability. That's very so unique. It is. It is. Um, I wish they would. Maybe in like a later monster manual, they, go, they will give us a higher level Banshee. But um, I mean, I'm for CR four the whale. I I like it. I mean, I think that yeah. you can throw it in pretty much anywhere. Yep. Um, let me see. What is anything else? Uh, it speaks common. We already freaked out about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it has I'm still no common. I'm still happy that it speaks common and elvish. Um, it has dark vision up to sixty feet, and it has a passive perception up to ten. But I think I don't know how you sneak up on a banshee. Yeah, I would argue that that passive perception is kind of irrelevant. Right, because it knows it, it can sense presence. Like it mm-hmm. can sense, it can sense like it doesn't know the exact location, but like if there's a bunch of like life blips like in the area around it, mm-hmm. it's going to be looking for you. It's not going to be like you can't catch it off by surprise. I don't think. Um. Yeah. So let us move on to the third part of our show and. Y- talk about how we use them in our own game we already know tevis and shane have used them in their own games before i have not um but yeah so let's talk social exploration combat and then putting our own spin on the creature so socially how would you use these characters what do you, what do you guys think i like the ghost idea yeah just I mean, like yeah. It's, it's a classic like early game mm-hmm. like quest you know yeah yeah, the haunted house yeah. on the hill. Yeah, so, it's a spooky ghost, and they want to mm-hmm. be like set free or something. So instead of attacking, they do speak. And if you choose to attack, they just fuck you up. Like the last ten people that have been to the house. Right. But, uh, yeah. If you don't, perhaps you get a cool side quest and a reward, and maybe yeah. a secret hideout or something you at could. the house on the hill. Yeah, you could also, I don't know, like maybe release her soul. Maybe there's a way to release it or something like that. To backtrack on what Shane just said, you could get a secret hideout from where this banshee is and then play it off that you didn't win and make fake banshee whales at night to still keep people away. Oh, that's good. I like that. Pretty much, I love that. Yeah. Um, so I'm personally reading the Icewind Dale book, and it's definitely yeah. given me a lot of uh, inspiration on what to do with undead and things like that, and the horror theme of D and D. And in one of the um, examples within the book, without spoiling anything, um, there's this legend that happens in the book about. Um, a woman in white walking across the lake and that's all that it is in the book they don't ever touch on it again they just leave that open for you to use and i can't imagine a better instance than the plug in a banshee walking over a frozen lake because she drowned and she's just 
constantly walking over this lake trying to find herself or like a lover or something. And if you are crossing this frozen lake and stumble upon her, it's not that she's screaming at you and wants you to die because she's evil. It's that she's so filled with rage that she can't find who she's looking for because it's under the ice that her screams of rage turn into her wail, thus knocking you down. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned some, sorry, you, no you've problem. mentioned something about an exorcism in first edition, and I yeah. really like it, it combined like with everything we've talked about, like the house on the hill with the ghost. Perhaps yes. there's like an like a ritual that needs to be performed or something. And exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Either maybe they want to be released or have their soul set free or be sent to the other side of the ethereal plane that they exist on. And I don't know. I mean, absolutely. I think, um, I think, yeah, that's why, like I uh, said, like I like the older editions because they would throw away, like in those like single lines that would make, like you think about combat in a different way. So like the first edition, our uh, the Groaning Spirit, the Banshee, ends with exorcism can kill it. Like second edition, Azers talks about how they can't live under 200 degrees. Like those things are interesting to think about because it gives you ideas of instead of just straight combat, how to kill them. It gives you like the ability to make rituals or the ability to like maybe change your climate or landscapes to fight them. I, I really liked that about the older editions. Mm-hmm. I think I would keep that if I used them again and I would use yeah. it. And, and because I know that's a thing, if I use them, I would sort of alter the encounter to a lot for that. Yeah. You know, I, like, I mean, I agree. I think a ritual would be really cool, like the expel. Like yeah. an exorcism, yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if you have players that think that way. Like, I, I know yep. a lot of us tend to lean towards stuff like that with our player types and character types. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I played a John Constantine-like character for like two years, so... Mm-hmm. I'd love to exercise some ghosts. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. So I've um going to preface this. I've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia lately, which um if you don't know that game, you play as ghost hunters going into haunted houses and you have to figure out what kind of ghost is in there and like figure out all that stuff. I think it would be cool to use these creatures as kind of like maybe like a one shot, like a Halloween one shot where like maybe you are kind of like the Scooby gang or like fantasy ghost hunters and stuff and like you get yeah. a quest like there's a ghost haunting the thing on the hill go figure out what time a ghost it is and we can get rid of it and like you have to go through and find clues and maybe like talk to stuff and you like slowly throughout the house it's like it's beginning to reveal like the tragic story of this beautiful elven woman who used to live here and like you start putting together that as a banshee and then like as soon as you find the banshee like all the doors slam closed and then you're just in a haunted house with them I like yeah. that. Then the real yeah. traps come in. The Home Alone tra- traps. Exactly. Flying off shelves. and You could have a Scooby-Doo moment where you're just running through doors and coming out other doors. With ball, ball bearings on the ground through one ball of the bearing, doors. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think also, if we're talking about social, I think it is um, a really cool way if you want to like tell the story of maybe a character along dead. You can really explore the story of like a morally corrupt or a very tragic character that became a banshee like maybe like as you're exploring the banshee's area or like you hear stories in the tavern of this old woman who like became so cruel she lost everyone in her life and stuff and you kind of like revealing and i because i really like the idea of the tragedy of a banshee 
Um, mm-hmm. I think like you could really explore that part of it and really like, so when your players do fight it, you'll have like, oh, okay, we know what this character was in its past life. And I kind of understand um, the anger and the rage and stuff. I think there's like a lot of story you can do. This has, the Banshee is a, is a really nice lore that you can use. It, because it pretty much tells you why it is a Banshee. It tells you what kind of emotions it has and stuff. But it really leaves you a way to like explore why I became a banshee. Um, yeah. Anyone have anything else to say about the social aspect of uh, this creature? No. no. All right. Let's move on to exploration. What kind of landscape might this monster be found in? Do they have a favorite terrain? And what type of fantastical locations could you create or would you create to uh, house this creature? So obviously, haunted house. Yeah. Um, oh, no, next to a frozen lake. Yeah. <laughs> or like an abandoned like uh I don't know, like camp in the middle of the woods. And then like the yeah. surrounding area is like in I think three third edition, three point five, where uh yeah. you know, it's like blighted or, you know, spooky. Vines everywhere. Oh absolutely. Um so crypts. Crips, mm. yeah, you can do I like crips, that idea crips a lot. Like if you're just kind of wandering around a dungeon, and uh, you're like on the front end or the tail end, you could have to enter through crypts or something like that. And this would be cool to throw in as something that's like, sure they would know that you were there, but maybe they're like bound to these crypts for some reason. Yeah, in definitely. And they're just like you said, filled with rage because they could never leave or be exercised from existence yeah maybe some kind of uh botched exorcism gone wrong on a human who was believed to be a witch thus turning her into a banshee and killing her in the process but in like like a very populated city and the corroding effect of the area is affecting the buildings around and the whole town slowly is corrupted by this one woman who was murdered wrongfully yeah, I um, I like that. I kind of going off that idea. <clears throat> oh my god, my phlegm. <clears throat> you could do like because banshees have a five mile five mile radius of like where they can go and like five mile radius of this. Like if you do kind of do like the witch thing burned and it was like a small village, like the banshee could run out an entire village of people if it's like a smaller village that could fit in five miles and just make everyone leave. And then you could really play with the idea of like, yeah, I mean, like you got to think if, if it is in like a, a populace of like a hundred or more where this happens, or even like a yeah. large city, you know, like Baldur's gate or something. Yeah. Um, how deafening would all of that notification be on you? You'd have alert yeah. overload. You sense thousands of living things around you all of the time what are you, you're just gonna get so fatigued by that and then yeah. eventually just start murdering Rayling. Still Rayling. just, just to relieve yeah. yourself a banshee yeah. would a cry for help not like a cry for murder and a banshee would wipe out commoners with a whale oh yeah and, and a chilling touch like even with a whale like no, there's no commoners that are gonna make a good Con save of DC 13. They probably have like some will. It's a D20. If they get lucky, yes. (laughs) Some will be lucky enough to make it. Success rate, you know? Yeah. You have no modifiers with common. Most of them are going to die. But like when people start dropping dead after a cry, I like that. Everyone's Mm -hmm. like, um, I so going back to the Irish aspect of the Banshees where it originally comes from, um, originally they would also haunt the Moors 
so like the hill signs of ireland and stuff so i think you could really play mm. with like that like if you wanted to play more um homage homage however you say that word um to like its actual origins you could really play with like the un- irish countryside maybe like a light house um on like the cliffs of dover but fantasy cliffs of dover or something like that um you could really play up that i actually really i said lighthouse now i really like the idea of a haunted lighthouse that like mm-hmm. or maybe a haunted ship like a ship that went down <laughs> in the middle of the sea and you come i didn't even realize that you could have like a ghost ship with a banshee on it what um, about a ship that didn't go down but is desolated and is floating at sea randomly mm-hmm. but they died on the ship so they go with it yeah i like that that would be cool that'd be a cool adventure kind of like you're like going island to island or something or like traveling continents and like you're just on a boat and you see the slowly decrepit boat just slowly like going past your ship and you see like the visage of this woman in white her hair flowing and just like staring blankly at you as you pass um, but she can move up to five miles from where she died. So if you can see her, or if you can see the ship, it's oh yeah, right. It's yep, you're late. right. That's right. Oh, that'd be a cool, like, like oh, a sea monster can, story, like the a sailor's tale. Yeah, and you look through the telescope, Shane, and you just lock eyes there, and you just done. Jump and then you're like, oh, I saw something, and they're like, no, you didn't. And you look back, and she's in front of the telescope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just like in Pirates of the Caribbean with Davy Jones. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think honestly, you could put a banshee pretty much anywhere as long as someone died there. And people Hotels. died everywhere. Yeah, die fallen, anywhere. fallen warriors and stuff. Yeah. Oh, do you think warrior. if you played in a modern setting and they wailed into a megaphone, it would amplify? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or what we got on the radio? Oh, that'd be a cool concert. One in like a spaceship that goes through the, like on a sci-fi style spaceship adventure, and then if someone died there, and a vengeful spirit sort of starts to do like Ghost in the Machine style and like releases its wail through the PA system. That would be Ooh. super. Be, that'd be a really cool way to reflavor it. Um, I've I've run Monster of the Week before, where like there was like a ghost or like an alien in the radio, but like if it was a banshee and it was like people were dying horribly like it would actually that's just the ring but with a radio like actually if like people were like <laughs> listening to the radio and their faces are contorted and died it was because a banshee wailed through it it's just, just the, the ring but on a radio never mind but, <laughs> um, all right so let's talk about combat how would they fight um what tactics will they use honestly they pop out of the ground yeah <laughs> yeah like that should be their Everyone who all. sees them, you know, like two saving throws, wisdom and con, you know, with yeah. the the whale. Yeah. The whale should always come. Filter. For- yeah. <laughs> like imagine you are going through a crypt or a morgue, right? And the whole party of six of you, you're all side by side in a hexagon shape. Everyone's looking around trying to figure out like what's going on. And one of your party members says, like, do you think she knows we're here? And then it just rises between all of you, just moaning, too late. And then screams between all of you, like, oh, that'd be so cool. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's one I thing think this about- is also something I would run alone. Oh, absolutely. I don't, yeah. Because I think the Banshee wouldn't let any under their undead be by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the Banshee is a, like isolated solo spirit who is damned yeah. for forever I, I right and also running a banshee with something else would be brutal like a banshee whales knocks three people out they're skeletons <laughs> like, 
Yeah, the only time I think I would run it with something is if um, there was an even greater undead that can control yeah. it, like a lich or something. Ooh, actually, I just had an idea. What if or there was like, like a couple, a banshee couple? Maybe two... That was literally what I was just about <laughs> to say. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at you guys. You're all so in sync. I, I was thinking of it too. Uh, the banshee oh, couple. <laughs> just an uh, like two beautiful people. Chewing <laughs> couple. Oh my god. That's the wailing. Is just you hear an argument, like. Oh they're pissed God. because they're trapped together for eternity. <laughs> what would the argument be about? Would they be about dishes? Uh, no, I it's how they died because they strangled each other and they both died in each other's arms out of anger from some stupid argument. That's they your fault, I'm bad. And because uh, they can't blame themselves for it, they just blame each other for their deaths. So they're yeah. just always yelling at each other. Um, Maybe they just... Maybe they allow the players to traverse. Yeah. And they're just like how busy with each other. And they know that people are coming and like the argument's just getting really heated. And you know, as a DM, you can just choose. One of two things is gonna happen. Either you allow the party to uh walk up and resolve this marital issue, or the argument gets so heated that they unleash their whales upon your party. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh the combat, you know, I do love the idea of couple banshees. Uh, well, first round or second round, um, I think in the incorporal movement would be really fun to use in combat. Like, especially when you're a haunted house, like, it runs by, like, smacks yeah. someone with a chilling touch and, like, slowly backs through the wall again. So you have to, like, be running through wall, like, room to room to room to try to fight it as it's just, like, weaving in and out, going through walls and stuff, um, or basement yeah. floors that could really make more... Exactly, Scooby-Doo could really make the fight dynamic. Um, the Chilling Touch, boom. I mean, we talked about how it's resistant and immune to pretty much everything, so yeah, it'll probably take the opportunity attacks. Like, it's not gonna disengage, I don't think. Is it? Or maybe it will. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I think it whales, it floats through rooms, it I think it's chaotic evil, so if it separates the party and knocks one down and it can't hit anything else, it might just kill someone who's at zero hit points. Yeah, that sounds right. That. Like, I know, like, there's some DMs who don't like hitting people who are down, but, like, if, like, the Banshee's in a room by itself and, like, there's no threats to it and the, there's still a breathing character right there, even though it's at zero hit points, it is going to go chilling, dodge it. Or corrupting, dodge it. It's going to go just murder it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, they're pretty simple. Like, despite how cool and complex they kind of seem, they're pretty easy to run. You wail, and then you Scooby-Doo, and then you Corrupting Touch. It's just the whole spooky shebang right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's finish the episode by talking about how we put our own spin on the creature. I know we did a little bit. I really like the idea of the radio. Um, and the sci-fi element. I think those are some really cool, interesting ways you can use the Banshee. Um, the Banshee couples. Does anyone have any other ways that you could kind of take the Banshees, put their own twist on them? I still really like the Banshee gnome. Yeah, that was, like, just a different race, you know? Depending on, like, where you're at in the world. Or, like, what kind of party you're... Uh, like, what kind of races your party are, you know? Yeah. I think a dragonborn banshee would be really cool. Oh yeah, and I just just had an idea. What about the non-player races? Because like, Ooh. 
like a okay. banshee. <laughs> or with the banshee stat block. <laughs> Words. Well, name some of the things that happen that banshees are like before they die, and tell me if there's any creatures that uh, hit your mind. Um, they're usually very charismatic, beautiful. They like shiny stuff. Um, they really like the reflection. They think they're better than everyone. Dragons. 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 I feel like a banshee dragon would be pretty dragons? cool, but also <laughs> terrifying. But like, yeah, like it's very yeah. similar. Like these elves. Like the elves are like. Do. You... Yeah, go for it. What? Oh, oh. Do you think that the whale would also be like a a fire breath? Not a fire breath, but like breath a weapon? ice breath. Oh, or that'd something? be cool. Make your breath weapon breath like a weapon. whale. Yeah, give them three whales a yeah. day, but it's a breath weapon instead of an AOE. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I think yeah, because like the reason banshees become banshees are they're narcissistic. They like shiny stuff. They think they're better than everyone. They're beautiful creatures. That's like dragons. It's like a lot of dragons, not all the dragons, but like a lot of dragons are like that. You know what I was thinking of when you were describing it, though? And yeah. I'm so biased to this answer, but I was thinking angels. <laughs> Dude, angel. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seems wrong. so evil to me. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, it, you could always play like a corrupted angel as a banshee, I guess. Be in hiding. You disguise yeah. yourself as an angel. Just pop it. I mean, there, you definitely, after looking at the, like, the third edition CR-17 uh, Banshee, it doesn't look like it would be that hard to translate it into uh, fifth edition, um, seeing that. You'd have to adjust the saving throws, because like, the saving throws in that edition are like DC 28 and 29, <laughs> so like, obviously scale it. Um, but yeah, I think you could definitely play with like other monsters. I really like the idea of Dragon Banshee. Beholder Banshee. <laughs> The elders also think they're better than everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, there is something kind of like that, but we'll get to that when it's beholder time. Oh, you're right. You very much are right. Um, yeah. Anyone have any way else, other ways to make these things unique? I think this is so. These creatures are so interesting that it's like hard to put your own twist on them because they have such solid lore. Mm-hmm. That I, I just really want to run them how they like are supposed to be like run. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if hard for me. what yeah, if you made ahead. an encounter or something in a game where the banshee's whale was the key to opening something? Oh, and it was a heavy give and take that like to get through this, uh, you second. need to get the banshee to whale. But it also ha- you're also under the same circumstances, right? So, like, let's say there's a, a some kind of something under the frozen lake. Going back to that example, yeah, yeah, yeah. to break the ice, you need the banshee to wail. Or there's like a, a a a house that's magically encircled by runes that is unbreakable, other than a banshee's wail, and one of your teammates has been kidnapped and taken inside before the runes are put up. I I like that a lot. I like that as a puzzle slash like ritual. It's like okay, who like you could there's a potentially like you're risking your life here yeah. to get this open. Um I also just had another wow. idea, so I guess I do have ideas. Um so what if either you're in an uh adventuring party and um you get to a tavern and there's people talking about that these younger adolescents, teenagers keep dying um at night, um specifically in front of mirrors. And there's a rumor that they say Ooh. two words three times in a row. They possibly like Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <laughs> what if Bloody Mary was a banshee? 
Banshee, please, scared. Banshee, please, Banshee, please. <laughs> because I feel like that would work. Like, um, like you could definitely do a quest like that, kind of like yeah. take the Bloody Mary lore, make it a Banshee. Like um, the Banshee has a magic mirror that they can see yeah. out of all mirrors within their five mile radius. So anyone looking yeah. into it and is beautiful, they'll hunt them down and kill them. Yes, I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Like they're in the mirror dimension and like those who are vain, it's hunting down because possibly maybe it's a Banshee that does still live in the town, but it doesn't make itself known. It just kills the most beautiful in town because it thinks it's the most beautiful in town and just really hunts. And then you have to like, as a party, you have to save like the most beautiful bard who's just an asshole, but you have to keep him safe at night. Oh, that's funny. I want us to deuce myself in the mirror. Like, congratulations, you triggered a banshee event. Like, what? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, that's um, I that's all I got. Does any any last minute things on the banshee? I, I really like this creature. No. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I like spooky, scary ghost stories, and this really fits yeah. the bill. Um, um, pretty yeah. sure I paired mine with like a specter that was kind of far off. I think like, if I remember, not, yeah. it was like you the first encounter was a specter and then you guys like later encountered some banshees I'm pretty sure it was just like a lead up to to set the tone like it's like a ghost story type of situation which is is very yeah. enjoy about it you can kind of put them in a very spooky scenario anywhere and make them the centerpiece of your fun little story absolutely I wish I had uh, utilized them better in my... Uh, I know, that's like the thing, though. Every time we do one of these episodes, I'm like, shit, I could have used these creatures. So what? But it's a, that's a good thing we're doing these, yeah. like, the show, just, like, for our own games. Because now I'm looking at I'm like, wow, I could have done so much more if I would have actually done research. But, like, who has time when they're, like, about to run a game to, like, do in-depth research on all the monsters they're going to run? Because there's so much other stuff you have to juggle. You don't really have the time. Right. No, um, like it, that's why I really enjoy recording this is so I can learn mm-hmm. what's available. Like the first sure. what you, like, this is our seventh episode. The first seven monsters yeah. I knew of like two of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean um <clears throat> no spoilers for Shane's campaign, but one is <laughs> yeah, you know, never mind. <laughs> um but it's <laughs> um all right. So if the Banshee didn't kill you with its whale this week. You better shield your eyes for next week so you don't turn into stone as we talk about the basilisk, which is like another crazy monster that like has an ability that has a possibility of just turning everything wrong so quick. Um, so yeah, next week we're going where what's that Harry Potter place? Chamber uh, of Secrets. Secrets. Uh, we're heading to the Chamber of Secrets and we are Can gonna go talk me a butter beer. Uh <laughs> The Chamber of Dissonant Whispers because copyrights. That's true. Also, this basilisk has uh, legs. I don't think that basilisk had legs. That's fair. Also, I know we, I think we mentioned this last week, but in three weeks from recording this, it will be the week of Halloween, and that's when we get to do Beholders. That's so perfectly lined up. Oh my god. So hard to get that episode to release on Halloween. So even if we have to have to edit like through in the night after, um, because that's gonna be great. Because beholders are creepy as hell and they're spooky and they're like, I would they're argue, great. I mean, I would simple. argue, yeah, that yeah. they might be the most notable <laughs> creature in D anD. d Like everyone thinks of beholder. I mean, it's on the goddamn front of the monster manual. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would argue that it's dragons, but beholder is number two. That is true. I mean, dungeons and it's not dra- dungeons and beholders. Yeah. Um, Basements and beholders. Behold my dungeons. 
Uh, anyway, that was Banshee. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got through our mad ramblings and found something you could use. I actually, I think we came up with some good ideas. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back for this one. I think we came yeah, up with some virtual pats. Virtual pats on the back. I, I really like this. One. I really like the Banshees. I think that was really cool. Um, like I said, next week we got the Basilisk. Um, the crazy lizard that if you look it in the eyes, you will be Medusa and just like not really coming back from that. Other than a, a really high level spell, which is fun. Um, but anyway, let's get over. Let's do some plugs. Let's sign off. And yeah, let's do that. Hit us, Shane. Uh, you can catch me on twitch.tv slash bring the Shane. And uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as well. And you can catch me streaming. I have a variety stream. It is not a Minecraft stream. It is a variety stream. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> and we have lots of fun. Come hang out. It is yeah. lots of fun. I agree. Um, all right, who's next? Um, Anderson's next. Okay. Uh, you can come watch the D&D campaign I play in Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash 20 or die. That's not spelt 20. It is 2-0 die or die. 2-0 or die. Uh, we play a Greek mythic, Greek Odyssey setting based off of uh, an adventure written by the writers of the Mass Effect series, the old Baldur's Gate, and ooh, a couple other games. But uh, it's very fun, very engaging. Yeah. And you can uh, catch me at uh, twitch.tv slash Tevisar with two R's. Two R's uh, yes. I mean, I stream Stardew Valley sometimes. Um, but I've been uh, playing a lot of uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 recently, and I might actually start streaming that. Yeah, so. I three, dude. I'd stream that with you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, there's so many issues with it, and also I, I don't want to get burnt out on it, you know, like I, before it even comes out. Fair. I'm not going to think yeah. about Baldur's Gate because we are doing a Dungeons and Dragons with the Coast podcast, kind of. Um, <laughs> But I just saw it crash like twice in 10 minutes when I watched someone play it. Um, anyway, you can find me at twitch.tv slash farmgoat. I play a lot of horror games, a lot of indie games. On Thursdays, I try to spice it up with some uh, tabletop role-playing games, not D&D. Um, I've been playing Thousand-Year-Old Vampire. I'm going to try to get some people to play Fiasco possibly in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so I'll be asking you guys that soon. And I'm going to try to, like, I have, a, I, have if, I have a huge collection of role-playing games as i'm guessing a lot of people who are listening to this do that i need to start playing because right now it's just a book collection and i've not played a lot of them so i'm gonna start trying to get people together on thursdays to play some different role-playing games so if you're interested in that like i said twitch.tv slash farm goat um as always for the show's social medias we have instagram survival check show go check that out we have survival check on twitter we have the DM Survival Guide on YouTube, and then you can find all the episodes under Survival Check under there. Um, that's where we post them. Same with SoundCloud. That is also Survival Check. And yeah, I think that's all the plugs. So, being October, I hope you all have a spooky week, a spooky day, a spooky night. Even if you're listening to this not in October, just have a spooky time. It is a spooky season, ladies and gentlemen. So, get spooks. Get spooks. We're out of here. Be excellent to each other. We'll be seeing you next week. 
Bye. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.